You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Well, good evening everyone. It's great to be here. Great to be with you all. I hope you're enjoying the evening so far and this fine plate of food. Oh, it's really nice. Very good. Well, if you haven't realized already, we're doing a series and it's on blessed. Question mark. What does it mean to be blessed? What is our concept of being blessed in comparison to what God, to what Jesus says? And we're looking at the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. And one thing I want to say that in all these Beatitudes, there are hidden depths of which I hope are being revealed to us. Revealed to us all as week upon week we're sharing and looking into them in more depth. And what we must understand is that, and this has been clarified through Julian and both Julian and Chris, Julian shared last week and Chris the week before, is that Jesus is speaking in a manner that is opposed to what the, to what the natural or what the earthly mind thinks. People had a concept or understanding of God, the kingdom of heaven, which was not the heavenly, which was not a heavenly perspective. But Jesus addresses this and takes what is said and commonly thought and he flips it on, it, on, it, on its head in, throughout his teachings. And again, you will find as we continue through the Beatitudes tonight, this will again be apparent. That Jesus takes what is being said, flips it on its head to what we naturally would think of it, how we would understand it. So Chris first brought forward the first beatitude on blessed are the poor in spirit and last week Julian shared on blessed are those who mourn and what I found of interest is that these beatitudes similarly all linked to the next one those two certainly did and this one tonight you'll find is kind of following on in step the key significance of this is that one cannot be Reached until the first one is achieved. You can't do the, be the, you know, achieve the second one until you've really understood, grasped, and learnt, and put into practice the one before that. See, these Jesus, you know, didn't speak these beatitudes in a random order. He didn't. He didn't go from do this, 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 and this. It was there was a reason he he said them in the in the order that they were. You can't be. You can't, you know, experience the comfort of God that he brings through those situations of mourning until you've, first of all, understood that you can't do it all on your own and that you need God in your life to help you through those situations. There's no way God can come and give you comfort if you don't accept him first into into your life and into your situation. And so following on, we're looking in Matthew 5, Verse 5, and this is it. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And before I look, I mean, the key word here is that word meek. And I've been asking around the last couple of weeks to many different people, what do you think meek means? And it's like, most people say, uh, well, it's, you know, or it's, uh, you know, um, and, uh, um, yeah, and it's kind of, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. 
It's a general, again, that's true though. You hear meek, you think weak. But before I look at this, I want to look at that word at the top there, blessed. Because even though meekness is my focus tonight, and what does it mean to be meek? You know, bless is a word, and it's very often spoken in everyday context. It's very, it's used, it's very, it's very, it's spoken off the tongue very quickly, and often without an understanding of what it means. Bless, I mean, if you, if you were to say bless, I've, again, I've asked people, what is blessed to you? And they come, come back with an emotional response saying, oh, it's to be happy. I'm happy. That's being blessed. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place or state of mind where I'm happy in whatever I'm going through. And looking into this, I found it interesting that blessed generally means to be made holy or it's to be enriched with divine favor and protection. I thought, wow, that's kind of opened this whole spectrum here. Because if you, if you were to read the two Beatitudes that both Chris and Julian shared the last two weeks, and replace it with one of these words, it kind of takes a fuller meaning. Holy are those who are poor in spirit, or protected are those who mourn. It kind of opens it up to like, wow, this is kind of really shaping my mind to blessed is so much more than what I originally thought it was. As Julian shared last week, these teachings are blessed on blessed were made very early on in Jesus' ministry. And this points to their importance. And it reiterates that Jesus firmly believed in them. And that it caused he lived them out over the course of his ministry. He believed in what he was saying, in what he was teaching. And we can see that Jesus was really trying to bring understanding to those who are gathered to listen and bring definitive understanding to something that had been misconstrued by an innate mindset. He was trying to bring clarification to people's understanding of what it was, what it means to be blessed early on. Like I said before, flipping it on its head and saying, this is your, this is your concept of it, but this is the truth and this is the reality and you really need to grasp this. So then what is meekness? That's the big one. What is what does it mean to be meek? And I thought, well, everyone I'm asking, they they're kind of stumbling. And I even asked myself, what do I think meek means? And I was like, I don't know either. So I, I thought, well, let's have a look in the worldly book of the dictionary and just kind of see what that says meekness is. And it said it's someone that is humbly patient or docile as under provocation from others, or overly submissive or compliant, spiritless or tame. I thought, well, that's, that's a bit of a downer, really. <laughs> so in other words, it's like being meek is patient in the reception of injuries, humble and having a heart that is too great to be moved by insults in one sense. But generally, it's just, I'm spiritless, I'm tame, I'm kind of like, Meh. Great. I'm encouraged, yeah, this is good. Next slide. 
I found this quote, and this guy says, Meekness is essentially a true view of oneself, expressing itself in attitude and conduct with respect to others. It is therefore two things. It is my attitude to myself, and it is an expression of that in my relationship to others. So in one sense, being meek is essentially a true understanding of who we are within. So this is having an inward focus first, which then transcends outwardly to the way we speak, act, or interact with others. So it goes from inward focus to then reading it outwards to how we are around everybody else. And though this is a true statement, you know, I began to find that it's essentially part of a bigger meaning. <coughs> the misconception of meekness is weakness, as we just heard. You hear meek, you think weak. And it's not true. It's in fact the opposite. Again, slipping it on its head. Meekness is in fact great or absolute power and strength under complete control. And this is what I'm delving into this evening. When I look at meekness, I do not think that initially. I'm thinking, well, this is completely blowing it open now. What, what is meekness? Being meek is not something that is natural. It's not, so, it's not just about being nice. It's not just about being laid back or easygoing. I mean, anybody can be nice, anybody can be laid back, and anybody can be easygoing. But it's something that can only be produced by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> this is why, as I said at the beginning, these Beatitudes are not in a random order. You cannot achieve meekness until you've experienced the others beforehand, until you've allowed God into your life, until you're in that state of mourning. You've been through those situations, but also understanding the price that Christ paid for you. And realizing that, wow, my, my sins, wow, it's really, it separated me, but Christ has come in and he brings comfort in that, saying that I've made the way. Your sins are no more. And now, of course, we've accepted that and his spirit comes in and shapes us to the point where true meekness can be obtained. It's a transformation process of our character on how we walk and act in our everyday. I want to say that meekness, this is my translation, meekness is humiliating. It's a humiliating process. You see, we can be aware of the need to allow God into our lives, that we are helpless without him. We can also go through situations that cause us to mourn, cry out, and in one sense, this is humiliating, because I don't know, as a guy, you kind of don't want to seem to be crying in front of others. You kind of, that's, again, it could be a sign of weakness or anything. You want to be the macho man and be like, no, no, I'm fine. And that's it. And of course, Julian, you shared this last week, Jesus experienced increased pain for our sin. And for us, it's important to remember the price Christ paid for our sin. And this in itself brings us to a place of mourning. Where God's comfort breaks through. So we can be in a place where we can fully understand this ourselves and be like, okay, I accept the fact I need God. And when you do that, 
God breaks through and can speak to us in many different ways. But how difficult is it to allow somebody else to speak these things into us? <coughs> As an example of this, if, I was, if God was to say to Chris, Chris, I'm sorry, but you're lazy and you need to get your act together. Don't mean it. <laughs> but... <coughs> Now, because God spoke that to him and Chris heard that, he could probably take that with a pinch of salt and say, okay, I accept this. But how difficult would it be for him if I turned to him and say, Chris, you're lazy and you need to get your act together? No. <laughs> this is one of the key points, I think, to meet this. Because whereas being poor in spirit is merely being humble to God and allowing him to move into our hearts and situations, being meek requires us to be humble to man. And this is why it's a humiliating process. Because so often we want to be in that place where we know it all, where we can define the situations ourselves and be like, it's okay. But having somebody else speak into us and say, actually, this is the case, you're like, whoa. No, no, I know it all. It's actually, okay, I accept that. It's about having a teachable heart, a teachable spirit within us. Another quote, same guy, it says, it is to allow other people to put the searchlight upon me instead of doing it myself. You see, there are some great examples within the Bible of individuals who are meek. If you look in the Old Testament, you've got Abraham, Moses, and Jeremiah. But let's take David and his encounter with Saul. I mean, you can find this in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 24, but I'm just going to go over this in brief. You see, Saul was hunting David down and he wanted to kill him. He didn't realize that David was in a cave hiding away, and Saul went into that cave to relieve himself. He was desperate for the toilet. He wanted some privacy. I'll go into the cave and relieve myself. And David was there. And David was spurred on by others saying, oh, this is your opportunity. The Lord has delivered him into your hands. You should kill him. But he didn't. David could have killed him, but he spared his life. Being meek is not a retaliation. And it's not even defending ourselves. That's a hard one I found. Not even defending myself. Again, this is pointing to great strength under control. David, in that moment, I mean, he could have just done it right there and then, but he controlled himself. He opened his eyes saying, this is not right. Saul is still my master. So I will not kill him. You see, we see it a lot. People speak things against us or are opposed to our concept. And as a result, we believe we have to defend ourselves. We think it's our moral right that we have to stand up and be like, no, 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 this is, this is right. And they say, no, no, but this is right. No, no, this is right. And it's just, it can flare up. And this is not being meek. When I was looking at this and thinking... Wow, one word, and it's got so many meanings, my mind is going to explode here. Our reaction can be that of true meekness. Being a mirror, a mirror image of Christ. Or it could be a worldly stance and a, and a defense of pride. 
I am right, you are wrong. It's like, what, which way are we going to stand? Are we going to stand being a mirror image of Christ, humble, accepting others, speak, <coughs> accepting others to speak, or actually just standing strong and defending, and saying, no, 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 no. What you say is not right, and I, I don't care what you have to say. This is it, and that's it. End of story. Another example of this is Jesus. <coughs> Jesus' life, his ministry, all he endured, all that he suffered, I think looking at his life, he's the epitome of meekness. He came to earth to be man. He endured insults, abuse, and pain. He laid down his life on the cross for us who opposed him. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7, <coughs> it says this, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, servant being made in human likeness. Christ made himself nothing. He made himself in the very nature of a servant. This is meekness. He was in the very nature God, but he chose not to have that equal status and lowered himself to nothing. See, through these beatitudes, Jesus is giving us a reminder that the Christian is altogether different to the world. They belong to a different kingdom. And because of this, the world can never understand them. For this reason, as a Christian believer, if we, if we fully accept Christ in our lives and walk in his way, we will suffer for what we believe. We will face insults and abuse. We will be ignored. We will be put down. And Julian shared on how we are strangers in this world because our citizenship is in heaven. To others, you know... We could be seen as nothing. But it's also in ourselves, we got to be like in that place of like, I'm not going to exalt myself, I'm going to lower myself. That's a big challenge. I found that massively huge to be like, okay, I am. God sees me as so valuable, but I'm going to in myself lower myself to nothing. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11, it says, If we endure or if we suffer, we will also reign with him. We will suffer, but true meekness does not dwell within self-pity. Jesus suffered, but he was powerful enough to walk out from that situation. You know, he was powerful enough to, he was, that's it, he was powerful enough to walk out from that situation and say, I don't have to go through this, you know. I don't really have to go on the cross. You know, I'm more powerful than that. But he lowered himself. And he also, he took on the cross. And what he stated on that cross is unbelievable, really. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. What if we embrace the same statement? That even though we can face insults in this world, 
even though we can face abuse, people can go against us. Instead of rising up, defending ourselves, instead of like being in the, on the brink of argument and rising ourselves above people and trying to put people down, we just, we just say to God, Father, just forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. They don't see what I can see. See, we too share in the power of Christ. But being meek is not to stand on that pedestal. I've seen it a lot. I've seen people that have come to Christ and they're just like, I'm now a believer of Christ. Everyone else, I'm higher than you. You don't know. You're nothing. They put themselves so high. And like, this is not it. We need to be low. We need to not stand on that pedestal. This is not going to achieve anything. It's bringing, bringing ourselves to a place of sacrificial services. Lowering ourselves to a servant of the lost in this world. No matter how much we suffer as a result of this. That's a challenge for me. I don't know whether it's a challenge for you, but it's being in that place where we're like, you know, you see someone that is lost, someone that doesn't know Christ, someone that has no hope, someone that, you know, has lost everything. He could speak out against everything. So much anger, so much hatred. And instead of rising in and just being like, I'm holier than thou, like on your pedestal, you're kind of coming in below saying, I'm here to serve you. Now that's meekness. John Bunyan says, He that is down need fear no fall. Wow. <laughs> he that is down need fear no fall. I heard, well, my dad says this a lot. He, he just says that, well, when you're at the bottom, there's only one way you can go. And it's being in that place where we're below others and helping bringing them up. That's meekness. So then, moving on, I think we've grasped what meekness is. I think we've opened our mind to, to really see what it means. But there's another part of this. It's like in all these beatitudes you hear, you are blessed for this reason. And this is the promise that will follow. You know, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. So what does it mean to inherit the earth? This was like, <laughs> what does this mean? In Romans 8, Chapter 16 to 17, it says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Meekness brings us to a place where we are completely satisfied, or be that content with all that we have. It was a brilliant scripture that Yourself, Julian, you brought after worship, Paul saying that I am content with all that I have. I'm thinking that is, that is spot on, that is bang on. 
meet this as being content with all you have. You're not looking to yourself anymore. I'm satisfied with everything I have. I don't need anything else. And when you don't look in, you start to look out. We are not looking for our own gain, our own satisfaction, or our own well-being, our own gratification, our own comfort. By lowering ourselves to nothing, we in fact gain everything. Luke 14.11 says, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. The man who is truly meek is the one who is amazed that God and man can think of him as well as they do and treat him as well as they do. I'm going to say that again. This is a quote. The man who is truly meek is the one who is amazed that God and man can think of him as well as they do and treat him as well as they do. The way we're treated shouldn't really come as a surprise in our everyday. Whatever we go through, it shouldn't really be a surprise. We are insulted merely because people do not understand that that which we're walking in. They see our lives, they see it's different, they may throw insults, they may throw abuse, but it's because they don't understand. So we shouldn't be surprised when they come, when these insults come. But it also means being humble to that and not rising to it, knowing that by this we are inheriting something far greater than originally perceived or imagined. There is a new heaven and a new earth promised, and we can inherit that. And so, putting all this together, if I was to take in the what you know, the other meanings of blessed with what I've just shared on neatness. Maybe instead of just being a one-liner, this this verse would take a different, more in-depth kind of meaning. Holy or protected are those who are humble towards others, who do not retaliate, who do not hide in self-pity, who are teachable and patient, who do not consider themselves as equal to Christ in any nature, but instead consider themselves nothing for the sake of the others in this world. Longing to serve others who are lost in this world and bring them into a place where they know the faithfulness of God. For they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. When I say that, I'm like blown away. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And I hope this is kind of broadening this up to you. As we're going through these Beatitudes, as I said, they're not spoken in random order. They're leading into the next, because as you'll probably find in these next few weeks as we continue through them, they get, they get deeper, even more difficult to comprehend, and put into practice. If we go, if we follow them and if we understand them and if we take them into our hearts, we can achieve each step and really truly understand what it means to be blessed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. 
To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.